Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. All this laboring we're doing. We work on Labor Day, guys. We don't take it off. I know. It's kind of shameful for us. We should be this should be a Tuesday episode. It's all right. We'll get it done. We'll get it out. We'll basically have Tuesday off. And Wednesday. And Wednesday. Yeah. And then Thursday we have football. Oh man. I can't wait. So excited. Yeah. I know. I it's know, great. Man. It is great that we have Labor Day today because like tomorrow will feel like Monday. And then you'll be like, oh man. Monday, and then the next day, literally the next day, we'll be like, okay, tomorrow's football. Uh, a short week going into a Thursday night get opening game. Let's go. Yeah, I know. We do have to start the show, Andy, with a gotta. I gotta, you know, gotta say goodbye. The dear, dear friend, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Sure. Passed this weekend. Crazy that it happened on Labor Day. His one of his first hits. Literally, first lines talking about Labor Day weekend. Sad, sad day. The other day, I wore I wore a Hawaiian shirt out for my show last night. You know, in honor the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy Buffett. Chris Wilde and I obviously saw him in March. Crazy that he played in March, and uh, it's now gone. But rest in peace, JB. Dude, I never saw him live. That's a regret. I mean, and, and of all of all the places that he, I don't know if you know this. Like he was such a like Cincinnati was like a second I'm, home to him. I know, I know all about it, bro. So, like the paper here, I was reading. I came down from Cincinnati. He did fifty-five shows here in thirty-five years. So he wow. never, so they said he never missed a show here. I forget since like 1970. The only time he did was during the COVID year, you know, when, when everything was canceled. But, but I heard something interesting last night. So he did five shows here in like 92 in a row for like 92,000 people, you know, cause, cause his, his is more cool. He's not doing stadiums, right? No, but like, he would do, he would do the little arenas for, exactly. I mean, listen, the first time I ever saw Jimmy Buffett, was at Madison Square Garden. So it's not sure. like he's not playing big play. Like he's no, don't get me wrong. Basketball arenas. Yeah, but my point is like, so he did I I read in that article in like 91 or 92. He did five shows in a row in Cincinnati for a total of like 92,000 people. And then someone told me, so he made a million dollars over those five shows. He since then, his last show that he did here, now he gets a million dollars a show. Yeah. 
And according to the which article, is, by the way, which is literally pocket money for him because he's got the fucking Margaritaville restaurants. He's got the Margaritaville Margarita mix. He's got the Margaritaville Margarita machine. He's got a Margaritaville hotel. The guy, I mean, talk about a businessman taking taking a taking the brand of not wanting to work and putting it to work for him. Legend. So, you know, the term parrot head came at a show in Cincinnati. There you go. They were this is even before he was doing Riverbend, which is a lot bigger. He used to do Timberwolf, the concert venue at Kings Island. And all these people were wearing all this gear. And one of his bandmates were like, they're all parrot heads. And they played off dead heads, of course. And they said it stuck. And in 1985, there's a show here. That's when the term parrot head was coined. Yeah, man, it's. It sucks, like, because just that vibe was just so amazing. It was crazy because Chris Wilde, big Jimmy Buffett fan, and we were hanging out last year, and I was like, so we're like, how many times have you seen him? And he was like, I've never seen him. I was like, bro, what? I was like, honestly, and this is truthful for me, I was like, I don't even think I would have become a Jimmy Buffett fan had I not seen him live. Like, me seeing him live before I was really, like, that into him, was like the game changer. So I was like, you haven't seen him live? I was like, dude, it's a whole like thing. And he's like, no, let's go the next time he comes. So then his next trip was uh, to that Palm Springs show. And I went and it's crazy because that was Chris Wilde, like, like sits around his house all day listening to Jimmy Buffett, like big, bigger fan of the of the catalog than I am probably. Um, so for him to, you know, I basically forced him to see him. On his last tour. That's crazy, man. I wonder how many other people that were at that Jimmy Buffett concert in Palm Springs are already dead, too. Why do you say that? I don't know. Just like an arena of like 25,000, like 70 somethings in Palm Springs. Oh. We probably had to lose probably two dozen of them are already gone as well. They're like, saw my last JB show. Good night and good luck, everybody. Well, they say it happens in threes, right? Mm-hmm. So, who died? Barker. Him, and now the singer of Smash Mouth. Did the singer of Smash Mouth died? Yeah, man. Wow. Just died. That's a weird one. Uh, they said it was happening soon, but yeah, he passed today. What? What? Uh, what was wrong with him? I don't know. He was 56. Complications with the smashing of the mouth? Um, I don't know. How did he pass? Let's see here. Um, everything wants to be have a paid. I don't know. I don't see it yet. Not He's surrounded by friends and family peacefully at his home in Boise, Idaho. Not sure, man. It's wild. Dude, I remember when they popped when I was in high school. Oh, liver failure due to alcohol. Jesus. Wow. According to TMZ. Do you know how much you have to drink to have liver failure? Well, let's just say this. Jimmy Buffett didn't die of that. 
Yeah. Wow. Skin cancer, which led to other cancer. Yeah. Not from the sun, though. Not from sun exposure. It, it, are, for real? Yeah. Not from sun exposure. Oh, I exposure. thought it was sun exposure. No. For all. Damn. For Dude. all the, you know, conspiracy nuts uh, around sunscreen. <laughs> you know, there's a whole conspiracy like you should or shouldn't wear sunscreen. There's some guys like you shouldn't wear it ever. No, you should always poisoning you. My brother just got skin cancer, dude. It's no joke, man. And that's from not putting it on his face all these years. Dude, people made fun of me all the time, especially in California. Like I, I always, even still now, dude. I put on sunscreen when I go cut the grass. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't care. Yeah, rip on me all you want. They did. They did. Rip out a chunk of my brother's face, man. Like I don't want to be dealing with that. They took his face off. But liver failure, dude, you got to be a hardcore alcoholic. You almost got to be like an all-star drinker for that kind of thing to happen. Yeah. You know, I see what you did there. Too soon, Joe. It's too soon. But also, we, I mean, you, you went with big three. I lost two of my, two of my heroes in the past week. Lost Bob Barker and Jimmy Buffett. You're coming in with the guy from Smash Mouth. The big three. I was like, oh no, who went? Like, I didn't even know. Like, I was like, I don't know if I could take another one. I didn't know what you were going to tell me. You're like, and Keith Hernandez. I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. I mean, no offense to uh, Steve Harwell, but you, you know, the other two, it's like legendary status. I didn't even know Bob Barker passed until yesterday. How did you not hear about that? Everybody know, did the same joke. Oh, 99. You get close to a dollar without going over or whatever. It's like, okay, guys. This, well, yeah, that, that's, that seems like that would be the joke. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know actually how. heard a way better one. The one about Jimmy Buffett that I heard yesterday, way better, actually. Uh, they were like, uh, no reports yet of what was the cause of death, but some people claim that there's a woman to blame. I was like, now that's a good joke right there. That is a good joke. Yeah, so RIP. But you know, the show must go on here, guys. We gotta we gotta talk some some football. We gotta talk a little overrated, underrated. We're gonna do the West division on the AFC and NFC today. Love it. And uh we get some good calls. So we got a we got a full show. Hopefully you guys are locked in on this holiday with us. I did watch the second half of the Colorado TCU game. And I'll tell you what, man. That was fun football. Now, I'm not a big college guy, neither are you. I am a big Deion Sanders guy. Always have been since he played for the Reds in the 90s, even before he played for the Reds. He's just a fun guy to watch, right? So I was tuning in. They were 21-point underdogs for some context. They won one game last year. Now, they're going against a TCU team, which wasn't the best defensively last year. They still made it to the title game. Yeah. Right? Let's not forget. So, all those things said, huge upset on the road. I actually also watched the second half because everybody, like all of, you know, I have a lot of college football friends and 
I, as you, as I'm sure happens to you, when we host this sports podcast, you get a lot of texts. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'm like, I'm not really a college football guy, but I turned it on. Um, I like, I'm also a huge Deion Sanders fan. Um, it was a fun game, but also it's like, this is what you got. This is, this is what you guys stand so hard for college football fans watching two, two 10 year olds play Madden against each other. Uh, defenses turned to zero. Um, just like every play going for yeah. a touchdown. Um, but the reason I turned it on also is I saw um, a clip on one of the sites about the uh, the diving interception that Hunter had. I guess Travis it was Hunter. Enough, yeah. Travis Hunter in the first half. And everybody was like, D- he is him. And I was like, just look like an interception. You know what I mean? And then I turned, I was like, why is, why is everybody going crazy for this dude? And then I turned it on and realized that he was playing 110 snaps in the game on offense and defense. Dude's a badass man. Yeah. And he, and he's still young. He's going to have to play another year before he can play in the NFL. I mean, they're already slating him as, you know, that guy coming out much like Dion, right? Going both ways. I mean, he's a stud. Uh, Dion's boy. Um, is it Shador? Sure. Shador Sanders, hell of a game. He was another thing. Again, because everybody was saying, you guys are going from, you know, the HBCU, com- you know, th- that conference, the conference or what would yeah. that be considered? Conference. conference. You're going from that to, you know, big time division one. How are you guys going to be? And they have, I mean, Dion, here's the thing. I'll play some clips. You watch these speeches, you just get like I want to run through a brick wall for this guy. Well, with Dion, people and and this is why I hate college football or or just kind of sports talking heads in general. Like, okay, let's see what you do now that you're not in a little shit conference. And it's like, dude, if Dion Sanders is in a situation where the players get to choose him, right? Where they can choose. When you're when you're going to college, you can decide where you want to go. Yeah. This this is a, a what I believe is to be an honest statement. If Deion Sanders tomorrow became an NFL coach and coming out of college, players could decide which team they want to go to, his team would win the Super Bowl in 3 years. Because he's the kind of guy who these kids, these young kids, and especially probably their dads, want to play for. I saw a report that Arch Manning is going to make more not starting at Texas on an NIL deal this year than Joe Burrow is going to make in his contract. So there's a caveat. That's base salary. So, right, so right. base salary, Burrow gets a million dollars. He gets $10 million, right. I believe, oh, in signing. Right, and also, let's be honest all of that essentially on the nil deal that's all essentially sponsorship money so joe burrow is also making a ton of money on sponsorships that are separate from his contract too but the point is is that there's money in these things now and there's money in being a name and there's money the nil deal if you're a big time college football player two things that you're thinking about are your nil money and your potential of going to the nfl Deion Sanders gives you a better chance at both of those than, you know, any coach besides what Nick Saban, maybe like you, you talk about a guy, he has a direct line. The dude was on the NFL network. The dude is in the hall of fame. 
The dude has a Nike deal for 30 years. He's had a Nike deal. He is a, a direct connection to NFL and big-time marketing opportunities. Who gives a shit about, about how many games you guys win in your conference or if you play in the Rose Bowl or whatever? If you just want to be a professional football player in terms of making money to play football, Deion Sanders is the guy you want to coach you. Well, and also, here's the thing with his standard. And I'll play some of the interviews. I watched a bunch. Dion, Dion has set the bar so high for not only his players, but himself. And when you hear Dion talk, he has a lot of old school in him, but still with Dion, right? Like, we're going to be brash. We're going to be cocky. But, but also, I'll play some clips. But he's also like, do it with class. His thing is, talk the talk, walk the walk. You know, back it up, man. You better back it up. And I like that. He he's not about being cheap or being and he thought and I'll, again, I'll play these clips. I, I think that mantra, it really is alluring to young kids. And like you said, exactly. Like our generation, you love Dion. How could you not love Dion's the only guy to ever play in a Super Bowl and a World Series, as far as an athlete. There, there's no one like Deion Sanders. I mean, remember when we were kids, he was helicoptering from games. He was helicoptering from football games to the World Series. Yeah. There's nobody like him. So this was his pregame speech to the team. Because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the, the unbelievers, the haters. The doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endured because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that got to have it today. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. We here. We here. We here. We that's what I'm saying. Like he he sounds like a preacher. Yeah. He's got those type of vibes, but he also makes you want, want to run through a brick wall because again, the pedigree that he where he comes from. I mean, Dion goes to the Niners, they win the Super Bowl that year. I'm not saying it's all because of him. He then goes to the Cowboys, they win the Super Bowl the next year. It's like Dion was that guy. And also, again, bringing a real NFL, bringing a real professional athlete vibe to college in a time where it's becoming less and less of a thing for you to have like the hardness. Like imagine going into a locker room and your coach is like, curfews at 930. Everybody <laughs> drink one carton of milk before you go to bed. And then Dion being like, the lights don't even come on. Until 9 p.m. Prime time <laughs> doesn't even start until 9 p.m. 
everybody break out your phones. We're doing a we're doing a group Snapchat right now. And you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Phones are banned on my team. I don't want you on the snap face. Prime Prime's like, I, I got my I got us a Colorado Buffalo filter on Snapchat. You could turn yourself into a buffalo. And that buffalo, he's wearing a headband and sunglasses because he's prime time. And you're like, this is the shit. I'm playing for Dion. I mean, they don't have captains. I don't know if you saw us. Instead, he gave out L's for leaders and D for dogs on the jerseys. Great. I mean, he he he's totally no confusion though on this show when Andy wears the L chain. It is not the leader chain. It's it not fat L chain. <laughs> okay, all right. Just hoping I could spin that my way. But I mean, he's totally reinventing a lot of these things. And then and then here's his halftime speech. They have a slight lead at halftime. They had a lot of boneheaded plays though in the first half. I didn't watch it, but you know I saw highlights. They still had a lot of boneheaded plays in the first half. This is what he said. Let's go out there. Let's get loose. Let's not come out flat. This, that was an appetizer. Now they're about to get the meal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was an appetizer. And the only way they end this during game is we let them. Two turnovers. We're not going to beat ourselves. We're not going to beat ourselves. We're going to beat them. They just saw the appetizer. You was a little apprehensive. You really didn't know what we had. You really didn't believe. But now you should. You should understand what we got. Everything we need is right in this locker room and right next to it. And it's on you to make up your mind. Uh, how you want this story written? It's a pen in every darn locker. How are you going to write this story? Let's go out there and be dominant, fellas. I believe your offense is going to get the ball, and they're going to go down and score. Defense is going to go back three and out. We're going to get a good punt return, and we're going to contend to beat the brakes off these young men. But we're going to do it with class and dignity. No more stupid penalties. We got that? Yes, sir. Touch the person next to you and look at him and say, I believe. I believe. Let's go work. I mean, look at that. That's just like. And does he have JC on his arm for Jesus Christ? <laughs> I was wondering why I had that. <laughs> but he's not mentioning Jesus in his speeches. I know. He Dion's like, so we all know how Ray Lewis would get. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a one million time more likable yeah, Ray Lewis kind exactly. of speech. That's what it is. And he talks shit. This is what he said to that. So I guess a certain reporter who gave them no chance. I don't know if you saw us. This was after the game. He was talking shit. Yeah. You believe now? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe now? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. <laughs> I love that. Dude, he's a boss, man. Yeah. And, and here and here's the thing, dude. They they might they might win five games this year. We don't know. Who cares? They, they, yeah. First of all, they won one first game of last all, year. They won one last year. Second of all, he's already won in this game in in being one game in. Having shows like us and everybody else talk about Dion and what he did, having college football analysts or whatever talking about his son in the Heisman race already, talking about Hunter in the Heisman race already, he's already won next year. He's already won next year. Dude, you don't build these things overnight. No. 
But you talk about, I mean, he's he's in in one game. He's already Calipari in in college basketball. Like Dion's jumped his whole UMass years in one game. Like he's already now going to be the guy who's like, oh, you go to Dion is the football equivalent of if John Calipari was, you know, does what he does in recruiting guys who can then go to the NBA. But if he was in Allen Iverson's body and you're like, dude, this Allen Iverson, he's our coach. Our coach is Allen Iverson. He stepped over Ty Lue and he gets to the NBA. Like he's already done it. He is absolutely changing college football. I saw something that Colorado. I, I still will not watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched them because I think they're fascinating. I saw something that when Colorado hired him, they straight up didn't have the money. Like they, they took a gamble. Like they basically bought something without the money. And right. they said they didn't have the money. I think it might have been $28 million, whatever it was. They didn't have the money to pay him. And that was literally instantly offset by the amount of sellouts. They like they instantly sold out every game. Yeah. And they're going to be selling out every game for years to come as long as he's there. And he's doing this with missing two toes. Like he's got a lot of health issues, as we know. He had two toes amputated, those blood clots. You see him hobbling out there, which is tough to see, you know, a guy who you know his whole history. It's tough to see him hobbling out there a little bit like, fuck, man. It, it's like, here's the thing. Remember how much I used to hype him up on NFL Network? I used to yeah. love him on, uh, I think it was 21st and Prime, whatever show it was that I used to always watch. It's just, he has such a knowledge of the game. And I think he's smart. He's probably hiring the right coach. You know what I'm saying? Like he's assembling a staff to say, hey, I'm not going to know everything, but let's put together a team because I know how to win on teams because I've done it. But you're right. I'm I mean, not going it, 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 to. Dude, it's the same thing. It's the, 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 the kind of founders, the first guys to walk on the moon in sports when it comes to the player empowerment era. I mean, think about Dion. Dion for a couple of years was just who's about to win the Super Bowl. I'll go like, give me a bunch of money. I'll sign one year deals. I'll go play there. Like the founders of the player empowerment era, the guys that really got it started, that got the ball rolling are now getting into the age where they can be coaching teams, where they can be owning teams. You can be whatever, like not to shit on Michael Jordan, but obviously we know about the debacle that his is his ownership history. And we talked about it when we talked about that. When LeBron James owns his Vegas team, like they're going to win in five seasons because people are going to be like, oh, I want I want to play for LeBron James. Kids <laughs> who came up watching him are going to be like, I want to play. I want to go play there. I want to play for him. He gets it. He understands it. Yeah. So no, like this is, you know, and not everybody is Dion. I mean, we've seen you. We know a lot of guys. Like that, and they're, and we've seen it too from from former players becoming coaches. Doesn't always work out. Just because you were good at playing the game, doesn't mean that you have any idea how to coach it, how to lead people, how to how to recruit, how to do any of that stuff. Um, but th as this happens more and more, more and more of those guys are going to come come out of the woodwork, and they're going to be able to do this. 
And the thing about and they're going to run, they're going to run, you know, Nick Saban's, uh, you know, probably the best college football coach of all time or whatever, but everybody short of him and, and three or four other coaches, they're going to get run out of town by these guys because who's going to go play for a guy again. Who's like, we need to hit the books, fellas. It starts being meant, you know, like the fucking the Jordan Peterson School of Coaching. Everybody's got to get up this morning and make their beds. That's where your day starts, making your bed. Well, yeah, the old school mentality. But like, like I, I never made a bed in my life. But 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 here's the thing, though. I still think, like I said, I'm I still too hot at night to have sheets. <laughs> I think he does still. I think he's a hybrid, though. I think Dion, from what I so I did, did you ever watch any of the Amazon show of him? So, like, we watched a few episodes here. Uh, my girlfriend actually really liked it. This was of his, they had a full camera crew. It was a reality show of Jackson State last year and followed him around. So, Dion really is a hybrid, though. Dion expects a lot. He does have some of the old school, like, of that in him. And he, and he does do that. And you saw the players be like, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, he wants that respect level. But again, he does it with, the flair and the swag of Dion. Yeah, you're never, you're never getting pulled out of a game because you celebrated early. You're never getting like, you know, that's not happening on my team. Deion Sanders would, would high step and still get tackled. <laughs> he wouldn't like high step his way to the end zone every time. Sometimes he just high step for like an eight yard gain. Yeah. I know. I know. It's crazy. Well, you know, like you said, I'm not going to be watching religiously or anything any of these games. And I and I had a background noise the the LSU Florida State game last night as I was putting together this show. But I'll definitely be tuning into some Colorado games. And, and one thing on that, I do love when Brian Kelly loses. I, I I I take a lot of enjoyment on watching him lose, especially when he did the whole fake accent thing yeah. to LSU, and that story came out how he was such a dick to. Sala and LaFleur when they were like grad assistant coaches at central Michigan, when he was the head coach and I'll remember when all that stuff came out, like ever since then, I just take great pleasure on watching him lose. Um, and I like that. You didn't even mention that time that he put a kid up in the fucking, <laughs> I mean, seriously, put a kid up in the bucket in a hurricane. The kid passed away. Just Scott free. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. It, it, it's a nice – Dion talked about appetizers. That Colorado game was a nice little appetizer for the NFL this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and another way to speak of appetizers, dude, I had some bomb butcher box yesterday on the grill. So we got a fresh shipment of butcher box both our way. I did all meat, and I you had – all the, beef. All beef, I'm sorry. I did all beef, and I had the the what did I tell you? Sirloin tips. The sirloin tips, which which I, by the way I got as well, and uh, my girlfriend threw together. A, I, I made the request. I go, can you make some beef stroganoff? Ooh, and she did, and she killed it. So Brittany's brother, he's really good on the grill, and I brought those over with some of the uh, some steaks as well. And he did those tips, and dude, they were so good. Guys, you really got to take advantage of this great deal we have with Butcher Box right now. And 
hop on this. Like Joe's saying, there's so many different varieties you can use to make different types of meals. Like this would be great on salads. He's talking about beef stroganoff. Oh, like dude, the- I made a, I, so I did the beef chicken pork box. Okay. Now they sent me two huge full racks of St. Louis style ribs, which is, I was, that's why I was like, I can't believe you went all beef because I don't have a grill. And it's like, man, if, if there's, if there's dirt balls out there who know, know a good way for me to rock these, uh, these St. Louis style ribs in the oven or whatever, get after me. But the chicken, they sent me all these, like, they're like pre-cut little chicken tender things. So the other day I made a chicken teriyaki salad. I just, and, and I, and I did two big, uh, uh, things of it. I just threw threw down some teriyaki chicken, and then I put a huge like Tupperware salad together. And it's been in my in my refrigerator. It's just like lunch every day. This chicken teriyaki salad. I just shake it up. Mm. So good. Love it. Well, ButcherBox is given a special deal for all the dirt balls listening. If you sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash dirty and use promo code dirty, you get. Two 100% grass-fed filet mignons and two wild-caught lobster tails for free in your first box, plus $20 off your first order. Save $60 on two of our highest quality cuts and save the legwork with our doorstop delivery. They're going to come right to your doorstop. This is this exclusive offer. Let's let's try that again. This exclusive offer only lasts until. Nine six, so you better get on that, guys. So you got today, tomorrow, and uh, Wednesday. So go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty and use code dirty to claim this deal today. All right, we got a lot of interest last episode. On My the- friend Ian just texted me, You don't have a grill, sadly, Ian. I do not have a grill, dude. I am it's, it's real. It's real. I mean, Dion would not be not be proud of me. No. Well, I'm learning the Weber charcoal grill. I'm loving it. Yeah. And there's a learning curve for sure with the charcoal. Yeah, absolutely. We had a Weber charcoal grill on the roof of the one through one for a long time. Great. Love a good charcoal grill. Yeah. Well, I'm following the tradition of my dad and he was all about charcoal. He never once had a non charcoal at our house. So love that. I love that for Walt. Yeah. And that's all he said. You get the Weber. It takes longer to cook, but it's worth it. So I'm trying to continue that tradition. But I was about to say, we have a lot of interest in our overrated, underrated, which I like. Yeah. You like it. I like it. And last week we did, or last episode, I should say, we did the AFC and NFC East quarterbacks. So today I want to do overrated, underrated NFC, AFC West quarterback. Ooh, I mean, this is, this is some real, this is really, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said here. AFC West, NFC West quarterbacks. I feel like we, I'm not sure how much will differ, but I feel like we might differ from the world. A lot of opinions out there. AFC West, probably the strongest Division quarterback wise, um, AFC West, AFC West, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. AFC West, NFC West, overrated, underrated quarterbacks. 
Let's start in the NFC West. Okay, here we go. Geno Smith. I'm going to say, and I just gave him props last show, but overrated. Oh, I didn't think you would. I agree. I was going to say overrated because I think he takes a step back this year. I'm not even sure he takes a step back this year, but I, if I spent 10 years saying Russell Wilson was overrated in Seattle, that he was a product of the system, and everybody's like, he's a Hall of Famer. I can't all of a sudden be like, Geno Smith is great. I think. I think they do a great job there. I think Pete Carroll does a great job there of only demanding so much from the quarterback. And if you can execute, you can look really good. Um, I think a lot of quarterbacks can step in there and play well, as proven by Geno Smith, who has had like a lackluster career overall, as proven by Russell Wilson, who had a lackluster season when he left. Um, Fine QB serviceable veteran sure overrated at this point uh, yeah i agree i think people are hyping him up too much so i'm gonna say overrated matthew stafford we probably will agree here guy won a super bowl had a huge game winning super bowl drive was injured last year obviously he's on the back end of his career however i don't think he gets the respect he should therefore underrated for his career one trillion percent underrated he's been underrated his whole career people look at his win-loss record in detroit and they go oh how good is he He, the second he got out of there he won a super bowl the second he got added to the rams he won a super bowl um i think he's been underrated obviously it's hard to say Uh, i think people are like down on him because he was hurt and tail end of his career like you said but i still think going into this year kind of being dismissed so I'm going to say, I'm going to agree. Underrated. Let's go to Arizona. Kyler Murray, who's going to miss the first four games, signs a big contract, gets hurt, coming off an injury. Now it's to the point, will he even be the future starter? I still think Kyler Murray's overrated. Really? I still think it. You look out there, people still have him penciled in. I said this last episode. People people still have him penciled in. It's like top 10 quarterback in the league. A nice little flurry there where he like was, you know, dabbling with a little MVP run a couple of years ago. But at this point, we're talking about a guy who's on the hook for on $30 million a year, and they might just keep him on injured reserve so as to tank the season, so as to replace him. Essentially, at this point, and I said this a few episodes ago, if you don't think Kyler Murray should have stuck to baseball, you're you're wrong. Like Kyler Murray overrated, in my opinion. Well, Dion would agree. Dion was always a big play baseball guy. I'm going to say properly rated. I think okay. at this point, a lot of people do think, hey, what do we have in Kyler? So I think at first he was he was big hype, and then I started playing into that hype, and I was all for him. I think that's kind of the steam has been let out of that. So I think he's properly rated at this point. We'll see. We'll see where this year goes. But you're right. There's a good feeling that they're going to tank because it's a very rich quarterback class next year. Okay, Brock Purdy went 7-1 and one as a starter. He's obviously the starter again this year. Gets hurt in the playoffs. They lose the championship game. 
I hate to go back to back, but I think properly rated. I think properly rated because no one's properly rating him. There's just 50% of people who are overrating him and 50% of people who are like, Sam Darnold will be starting by week three and therefore properly rated. But I don't think anybody with, with few exceptions is properly rating him and like, hey, played pretty well. Let's see what he can do. They're probably, he's probably not the Super Bowl MVP, even if they get there, but did, did a good enough job leading them. No sign that if he was healthy, he wouldn't have been able to lead them to the Super Bowl. Like the people who are like flash in the pan, football insanity, I think are like under rating him. And the people that are like, next Tom Brady, he was seven. Yeah. Yeah. Next Tom Brady are overrating him. So I agree with you properly rated. All right, let's move to the AFC West. This is where it's going to get interesting. I've yeah. put in a lot of thought on this, to be honest, because a lot of these guys are on the cusp or haven't done performed well recently. Let's just start with the easy one. Patrick Mahomes. We're both going to agree. He's, he's the best. He's properly rated, and we all know he's the best. I'm going to say this, Okay. I'm going to answer properly rated, but there's some part of me that wants to say underrated. I can see it because of two things. One, I think there is at least one human being who watches football every week that doesn't think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Bengals fans. And therefore he's underrated. He is unanimously and obviously the best quarterback in the NFL. So if there is one guy out there that doesn't, that says, Burrow's better. Josh Allen's better. Whoever's better. I think he's underrated. Also, and I'm going to take it one step further. I think there's a lot of people out there, millions of people out there who are not ready to say the goat. And to me, in my personal opinion, that also makes him underrated. I think he's already injected himself into the greatest quarterback of all time conversation. He's injected himself. He's not there. Well, opinion. now listen, we talk about goats on this show all the time. And the Jordan stands out there. Don't really care about longevity. They don't care about it. They care about a six year window. If you're the best there ever was for six years in a row, you're the goat, right? Right. So what the fuck are we talking about here? If it's not about longevity, now I think longevity is a factor. But the fact of the matter is he's he should be in the conversation, and I don't think everybody has him there. And therefore, I would say, I'm going to say, Patrick Mahomes is underrated. And I don't have a problem with that. And you're right. There are. I saw a tweet the other day from Bengals fans who are just mad that he's won two and Burroughs won none. So I have no problem with that. I'll stick with properly rated. You say underrated. But I'm, I, I'm a properly to, to possibly underrated. Justin Herbert. This is probably the toughest one in all of football, right? I agree. I agree. I think Justin Herbert is underrated. Mm. I know a lot of people be like, what did he win? What's he won? I just think that those questions alone tell me that you're not really watching. They have a coaching issue. They have a scheme issue. 
I think Justin Herbert hasn't lived up to his potential just yet. But I still think if you look at his statistics, he's putting up statistically like a Hall of Fame career already. And people are like, what's he won? Well, what the fuck did Dan Marino win? Well, I'm going to counter that. Dan Marino made a Super Bowl right away. Didn't win. So I have been a big Justin Herbert guy. I know the things he can do with his arm. Probably no one else can do. That's the truth. Even Mahomes. I, I think certain throws, as far as arm strength, only Justin Herbert can do that in the NFL. However, you have a 27-point lead in the playoffs. I know your coach is a total buffoon. Don't get me wrong. You cannot blow a 27-point lead and score three points the rest of the game. I have now moved from properly rated to overrated. Wow. You got to win. A pl- Dude, I, here's the thing. You're, I you think he saying- can flip. I think he can flip very fast. He can I think flip you, me if he wins. Win a few games. I, I was going to say, I think I think you can flip me to being your your overrated if you if you're in year eight or nine and you haven't played in an AFC championship game. Sure. But like also you can't judge somebody just based on their team. That being said, that being said, I think the buffoonery has been next level so far. Sure. And to judge him and to, and to say that he now is overrated when it's, it's like, I I think the only underrated overrated question, like it is like Brandon Staley is aggressively underrated at how bad a coach he's been. Okay. We agree there. I just think he's slightly overrated again. You're talking about AFC championship games. I'm talking win a playoff game, man. And I know it's a team sport, but again, I'll just say it. I'm going to say it right now. No way in hell does Joe Burrow blow a 27 point lead. It just doesn't. I just I, like to me, that's the difference, right? Like Joe Burrow and and uh, he's just not going to blow a 27 point lead. I'm going to leave you on this before we move on to the next quarterback in the division. Uh, I think considering we just did what we did about Matthew Stafford, that that's what people are doing for Justin Herbert. Okay. And you could be right. He's Matthew Stafford's young. Like, Oh, he didn't win a playoff game. He He played for the Detroit lions. Again, 27 point lead. I'm just saying, get some points on the board in the second half. Okay. Moving along. We'll save the best for last. We'll save. We'll save Mr. Unlimited for last. Let's go out to Las Vegas. Jimmy G. Properly rated. Everybody knows what they get with Jimmy G, right? Properly rated. You can win some games. You could lose some games. No one thinks Jimmy G's taking the, the Raiders to the Super Bowl this year. Some people are probably thinking this could be the end of Jimmy G. I think he's slightly, for a career, been underrated. But I think right now he's properly rated. Yeah, agreed. All right, Russell Wilson. What an enigma he is. He has 10 great statistical years, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl championship, goes to the Broncos and literally is like a different person, like plays terribly. So where are you at? When you open this show every 
every episode. You say with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. That's a nickname of mine. But a, just as possible, a daily nickname. I could just as easily be Joey Russell Wilson is overrated Prano. That could just as easily be my nickname. And I'm not about to change that. Russell Wilson played horribly last year. And now suddenly it's bounce back year for the Broncos, sneaky playoff team. He's got Sean Payton now. He's got, I have been saying Russell Wilson is overrated for as long as we've been doing this podcast. Russell Wilson, in the fact that people aren't just like, the Broncos should be tanking to get a new quarterback. The, the fact that we're not doing the same conversation about Russell Wilson at however 30 whatever years old that we're doing for Kyler Murray at 26 is crazy to me. Russell Wilson was overrated. Russell Wilson is overrated. Russell Wilson will be overrated tomorrow. Russell Wilson will be overrated when he retires. Russell Wilson is and will always be overrated. Well, he's certainly not underrated. He's certainly not underrated. So it leaves me as a giant Russell Wilson defender since 2015. I mean, those are early episodes. We go back to 2015, you and I arguing Russell Wilson versus Cam Newton. I, I don't wasn't know. necessarily the argument. Again, I just want to remind people, I was never a Cam Newton's better than Russell Wilson fan, Stan. I was always just, if Cam Newton had Russell Wilson's defense, he could probably go to a Super Bowl too. And then he did. It's tough not to call him overrated after last year. So I have to say overrated. He could change, just like we were talking about Justin Herbert, you can change my tune if you have a great year and you win a playoff game. But you have to go overrated now. You definitely can't go underrated. Maybe properly rated, because I think people now are onto the bullshit. But it's tough not to say overrated for... Underrated is how much of a fucking dork he is. Yeah, his his dorkiness is completely underrated. But overrated as a quarterback. Like, if I had to go to a party or if I had to do something socially with someone, he'd be the last guy I'd pick. Because he's not only is he fake, he he let me put it this way. There's nothing worse to me than the fake kumbaya Jesus type. Like, if you're gonna be a shitty human, I'd rather have that type of person than the I love everybody and hiding behind the Jesus stuff. I don't like that. And that's what he is. And that's what his teammates say he is. He didn't even have Richard Sherman's number. Come on. Okay. There we have it. Now we have one other thing to do. Okay. Based this on a call. Okay. I'm going to play the call. This is a overrated, underrated call request. Oh, hold on. Did I? Sorry. I had it muted. Let's start it back over. All right. Underrated, overrated call request. Okay. Not sure why it's not playing. Why don't I do this? Andy Ruther, overrated, underrated, 
underrated technical abilities. <laughs> I'm going overrated. Let's try this. Ag- let's try this again. Streamyard makes it pretty easy for you. Let's try this again. Let's try. I'll, I'll reload it. Ruther, CD Parley from Seattle Lifelong. Seattle, I'm calling in. Hey, give me that money, baby. I don't need to read. $100 million? It's the greens. I could be golfing all day. I don't need to read on the course. What am I reading? Give me that money. Reading's overrated anyway. Also, uh, I love the uh, overrated, underrated segment, but I think you guys should throw in like a wild card uh, at the end of everyone. Like, you know, do your quarterbacks, but then the next category is like chicken sandwiches, fast food chicken sandwiches, you know, uh, fast food breakfast items, movies, whatever you want to do. Some wild card, overrated, underrated. I can even give you the first one. I'm going to go back. Crispy chicken sandwiches, uh, Wingstop, McDonald's. Popeyes and uh, what's that fucking Chick Fil A? Yeah, overrated, underrated chicken sandwiches. Cheeky out. I like he, this. Here's the problem, though. Uh, by the way, also he goes reading overrated. That's a fun one. Reading overrated, underrated. <laughs> I haven't tried. I think reading's properly rated. I haven't tried a chicken sandwich from two of these. Okay, I haven't tried a chicken sandwich from Wingstop. And I haven't tried a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. Wow. Okay. Like I've had Popeye's food. I've never had a chicken sandwich. Yeah. And, and I haven't had Popeye's pretty frequently. So can can we mix this up then? Sure. To make it fair. We can do whatever you want, Andy. Okay. Because I've, I've, had... I've never done Wingstop, so that's easy. I was about to say Wingstop, underrated. Just, I've never even tried it. And he's got it in his top four. Because I would say if we're going to do overrated, underrated chicken sandwiches, we do Chick-fil-A. Okay, Chick-fil-A. McDonald's. McDonald's. Let's just do the big dogs. Wendy's. Wendy's, okay. Burger King? Or do you want, what, what's another place known for chicken I mean, sandwiches? You, yeah, you, you've never done Popeye's is what you're saying. Not chicken sandwich. Got it. Um. Yeah, sure. Pick, pick whatever you want, Andy. You start. I'll I'll answer. Okay. So this is overrated, underrated chicken sandwiches. We'll do McDonald's, Wendy's. The McChicken. First of all, let's start with right there. McChicken might be one of the most underrated fast food items in the history of fast food. The Mc- McDonald's is underrating the McChicken sandwich. Now I go to a McDonald's and I'm like, can I just get a McChicken? And they're like, you want an original McChicken? You want a crispy? You want a spicy McCrisp? No, I don't want... I don't want a McCrispy. I don't even know what a McCrisp. I want a McChicken sandwich. I want the mayo. I want the shredded lettuce. I want a fucking McChicken sandwich. And it was on the dollar menu for years. The dollar menu for years. The McChicken sandwich from McDonald's might be a top five underrated food item in the history of processed edibles. I agree. So... If anybody, and you have, anybody who's hung around me knows my go-to at McDonald's was always the dollar menu. It didn't matter where I went, fast food-wise. And the McChicken was a staple. It was a Andy Ruther staple. And I agree. I don't know why they're inventing all this other stuff, creating all this other chicken. Yeah. The McChicken don't was- com- Don't compete with the Chick-fil-A's and the Popeye's. You're not a chicken place. You're a McDonald's. When I want something, I want Mick that thing. A Mick nugget. 
a Mick chicken, and a I Mick flurry. And I still do it. You know, I just want a lot of times they have the two for three. Yeah. So if I go to McDonald's and they still do the two for three, I'll get a McChicken and a McDouble. And if I want to go hard, two of each for two of the two for threes. My go-to order forever. If I was like in a rush, got to go grab some lunch, McDouble or double cheeseburger, McChicken sandwich, small fries, sweet tea. That was like a, just a standard. That's one of my standard go-to all budget item menus. And, and I learned something through the years. Eventually I have to eat the McChicken second because if I eat the McChicken first, all I want is another McChicken sandwich. So I'd have to get that burger down and then I'd finish it up with the tangy mayo. Can we get some McDonald's mayo on shelves at stores? The buns are good too. They're very sweet. Yeah. Okay, so we both agree that McChicken is underrated. Let's move to Chick-fil-A. McChicken is the Eli Manning of chicken sandwiches. It's a, it's a goat thing. No one even fucking talks about it enough. I have been very vocal about the next thing I'll say about Chick-fil-A. I think, conversely, Chick-fil-A is one of the most overrated places of all time. Chick-fil-A is great, but People will be like, man, I just need a Chick-fil-A. Like, like people act like it's their like lifeblood. The hype is I just never got the hype it. is out of control. Again, I have no problem. Guys, I eat Chick-fil-A. I don't want you thinking I don't eat Chick-fil-A, that I don't like it. But for the price, for the weight, now they're very friendly and they're very Conversely, efficient. I just said the McChicken sandwich is the you know I mean the, the 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 Chick-fil-A is the Russell Wilson in Seattle of chicken sandwiches. Like I, I never said he wasn't good. He was great. He was great. He was also aggressively overrated for the price, for the hype, for the what he actually delivers. Yeah, you dump Polynesian. I could dump Polynesian sauce on an old sneaker and eat it. You put the Legion of Boom with fucking whoever, and, uh, you know, a McChicken sandwich will lead you to the Super Bowl. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So it's we both- good. It's great. It's a great chicken sandwich. But, like, I'm not lining up down the block for it. No, that's my thing. I'm not having to choose between two. There's always two lines there. I yeah. Like, this is – this is. I'm not going to the airport. This is ridiculous. I'm picking a terminal. What, what, what am I doing? Like, TSA is checking me in. I, I No, I don't need that. It's not that good. It's good. Yeah. It's not that good. And then you got all the sauce. You got the chick. Some people are Chick Fil A sauce people. Some I'm a Polynesian sauce guy. You got all. If you're dumping the sauce all over it, what are we talking about? Like you, you conversely, you go to McDonald's. Chicken nuggets, chicken McNuggets are not good. You're just dunking them in some sauce. It's just a sauce delivery system. Oh, I love Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, I know, dude. You're not putting McWhatever sauce. On the McChicken sandwich. You're just getting straight up tangy mayo. They're just mayoing and and shredded lettucing you. And you're not open on Sunday. So that's yeah. one out of seven days of the week. So And it's the football day. Yeah. So yeah, overrated. All right. Wendy's. I think Wendy's has a good chicken sandwich that I think is underrated. So now the the Wendy's has just your standard. They have a crispy chicken sandwich. Right. And that's, and it's, it's, I would say it's definitely underrated. Yeah. They also have a a variety of chicken sandwiches on their menu. For sure. The homestyle ranch chicken sandwich is like a, is a meal. 
Um, but if you're just standard, if you're just going standard chicken sandwich, I think Wendy's, yeah. At this point, the chicken sandwich wars have become like a discussion and like no one even talks about Wendy's. No. And, Wendy's and is literally the redheaded stepchild. A hundred percent. And I think it's a good sandwich and it's going to be cheaper. I don't know what it is now. At least it was like their basic chicken sandwich. Yeah. Again, is going to get better bang for your buck than going to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's not a better sandwich, but it's, it's, it's like none of the hype, none of the price. Absolutely. Now the last one, I just tossed it out there because it's one of the big dogs. Burger King, the, the big, they have the one on the bun. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm going to do this. This is so the thing with Burger King and their classic chicken sandwich. Okay. Is it's properly rated. No one talks about it. No one gives a shit. It's not a factor in the fucking wars. It doesn't even look like the other chicken sandwiches, but they, they do, they did varietals of the same chicken sandwich without changing anything. But the thing, the Italian chicken sandwich at Burger King, underrated. They just take their same old regular chicken sandwich. They put a little tomato sauce on it and like a different cheese and they keep all the veggies off. Let's go. As a guy who loves like me, a good chicken parm, just like that, hit, that, that secret, like you could be anywhere in the country and you'd be like, well, it's not a real chicken parm, but like I, if I, if I need that in my life, I can go get it. I'm going to say properly rated for Burger King with some like underrated abilities. Like you, you can, you can, you can adjust that chicken sandwich ever so slightly. You add some cheese to the original Burger King chicken sandwich gets way better. Well, again, I think it's underrated for the value. So Burger King for the longest time, you get the two for five. So I get like a Whopper and a chicken sandwich for five bucks. Right. And to me, that combo, kind of like the McDonald's McDouble McChicken sandwich combo, is a great bang for your buck. Because if I'm going fast food to bring it back to Chick-fil-A, that's always my problem. Dude, your chicken sandwich and your waffle fries, they're not enough to fill me up. Yeah. They're just not. Now, if I go to a Burger King and I get a McChicken and a Whopper, I'm fine. So I'm going to say that it's underrated. Wow. I was going to say, listen, I can give it properly rated for the, like the, if you know, you know, crowd. I can't go, I can't go underrated. I think it's underrated. And I, and I, and I think Burger King overall underrated, but. Burger King in general, a hundred percent underrated. Yeah. And also. I have a soft spot in my heart because that was a good Burger King chicken fries back in the day. Those are good. My dad. Oh, and I, remember the old school chicken tenders at Burger King? Remember the old school chicken tenders? They were like little kind of strippies. They were seasoned. I mean, the old school when I was in the 90s, the Burger King chicken tenders absolutely dominated McDonald's chicken nuggets dominated. Here's a great sweet from Burger King if you've never had it. The Burger King Hershey Sunday Pie. Nobody knows about it. Nobody gets it. Sounds like diarrhea. Oh, it's so good. It's it's so good. And Burger King is underrated because there's that one on Sepulveda 
when I would crave late night food, sometimes it would be open till two, I believe two or 3 AM when I was living in Venice and everybody in their head, they think Taco Bell or they think Jack in the box. Dude, I would just creep down Lincoln Boulevard, make a left on Sepulveda. Nobody at that Burger King. Where was it? There's one on Sepulveda near that Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. Nobody's there. Yeah. And they would stay open until 2 a.m. They had a Burger King play place there, too. You know, in case yeah. you want to bring the kids. Yeah, at 2 a.m., good time to bring them. But that That's was... a hike from Venice. You're like, you're a little banged up. You're going you're going on the other side of the 405. You're going east of the 405 for a fucking Burger King Hershey Sunday. It's not that far from Taco Bell. What from the Taco Bell on Venice? Yeah, it's not that far, dude. It's another. I mean, yeah, it is another six minutes in the car. Uh, yeah, six minutes, dude. But you're going you're going another like eight blocks east. You're going on the other side of the four or five. Then you got to go over. It's like on Palms and Sepulveda. Yeah, it's Palms and Sepulveda. It's the intersection. That's a wild, that's a wild, aggressive ride. Oh, that would be, that would when be you like had, a, when you had Taco Bell on your way, you had, you had multiple McDonald's on your way. Del Taco you had, back you in had, the day. Del, uh, Del Taco. I won't. Del Taco. Del Taco is the, I can't. Del Taco is like one rung above El Pollo Loco for me. Yeah. I'm El Pollo big... Loco is the Carmelo Anthony of fast food restaurants. It literally hilarious. ruined my life. Okay, so we got through another session of overrated, underrated. I like it. I like the wild card. If you guys have any more suggestions, give us a ring. 310-359-8365. So Messi, Lionel Messi was in town. I'm sure you saw the hype. He was in LA. I did see the hype. Sort of. <laughs> so like, I mean, I knew it was happening. But I didn't see, like, I don't know when that game occurred. I believe it was a couple nights ago. Okay. So there's a couple funny things that I saw. One, all the celebrities were out, which no surprise, right, with Messi being there. Because every city he's going to, he was just in Cincinnati. It's like every city he's going to, it's just such a big hype, right? But what caught my eye was... Is it true that Cincinnati is where they coined the term messy head? Yes, 100%. (laughs) So you probably can't see this, can you? I cannot see it. Okay, so I shouldn't have have pulled this up. But but is that a list of celebrity names? So it's a a list of celebrity names. I'll just, uh, I'll take it down. And like a lot of celebrities were there, right? Okay. And, And they list them. This is just from the athletic, and, I, and I'll just go through a few of them. Like these now, were. Why some... was that on LAFC letterhead? Was that just like, hey, LAFC people, be aware of these are the celebs that are going to be coming? Yes. So the game was September third. The game was last night. So they yeah. just wanted everybody to be aware, you know. It, and it's a huge mesh of a mix, I should say, of people from Leonardo DiCaprio to LeBron James to Selena Gomez, Clayton Kershaw, Magic Johnson. You know, Toby Maguire, Nas, Ed Norton. I mean, it's all over the map. Rage Against the Machine, Be Real. But here's what I love. On this sheet that the LAFC has, they print out all the celebrities. Love, next that, to- love that you just went with the heaviest lineup of all time. And you threw in Be Real at the end. Well, I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at the, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm low key. I, I've been listening to a lot more Cypress Hill lately. I, dude, I, I, I was listening to Cypress Hill in the car yesterday. I yeah. am a Cypress Hill fan. I always have been. I was singing about, I was t- talking about this yesterday. I was singing about how 
bongs work in depth before I even knew what a bong was. Yeah. We're talking about clearing the thing and covering the hole and uncovering. Like I'm like nine years old, fully rapping about the inner workings of bongs. I don't even know what bongs are. That's hilarious. So the sheet, it lists what they do though, right? Like even though they don't have to, like next to LeBron, it says NBA player, Lakers, next to Clayton Kershaw, LA Dodgers, right? Every single person. Be real, Jason's, cannabis connoisseur. Yeah, be real. <laughs> Cypress Hill, music artist. Everybody says their things, but this is what I couldn't stop laughing about. Then there's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. There's nothing listed next to either of them. Like yeah. they're the only people on this list, which is something I just think is hilarious that there's nothing listed. Like, not, like what do you do? So anyway, I thought that was funny because I'm sure we've all seen the thing that's going on with them and the South Park episode for anybody who hasn't watched it is fucking hilarious making fun of them. But I thought that was funny because it's well, like, you can't put British royalty cause they're not even that anymore. They're but even that. Meghan Markle, it's like, you're not putting actress. Like what, what do you do? You don't do anything. Anyway, the other thing that I saw when I was just kind of checking it out was this clip of Leonardo DiCaprio and it made me chuckle. So, so Leo's at the game. Let me ask you something. Who do you think, based on the list, before we get into Leonardo DiCaprio, because he's probably within the conversation, but also there was a couple names. That, who is who do you think is the biggest star on the list? Well, I mean, it's got to be Leo. I mean, I guess Prince Harry's like got to be in the conversation when you talk about like, no, fuck him. I refuse to give him that credit. Leo, LeBron, Magic Johnson. I mean, if you look at this list, it almost makes the argument. By the way, Tom. I mean, I mean, Tom Holland's pretty big. He's not like I'd say Leo or LeBron. It almost makes the argument. This list alone almost makes the argument that Messi might be the biggest fucking star in the whole damn world. All these people come out when you come to town. Hundred percent, he's the biggest star in the world, dude. The entire Bengals roster came out like, like when, when he came out like a couple weeks ago. Literally, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, dude, they were all on the field, like all of them. I'm like, is the whole team here? All in, all in FC Cincinnati jerseys. Everybody comes out for Messi. So Leo was in the box suite and they showed him. And what I caught was what he was eating. Oh. <laughs> By the way, first of all, he's got the paleta. You know what I mean? It's not just it's not just a popsicle. It's the white. Is he rocking a fucking <laughs> is that a horchata or like a coconut? I mean, he knows what he's doing. A horchata paleta. That's very rock, LA of him. He's rocking a popsicle. Yeah. His whole press box, if you if or, or the suite, you you should see like if you see a few somebody, of them. Somebody else walks in the background eating one. Yeah. They they clearly came in with like a little tray. I just love that he's Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, yeah. I'll take that popsicle. He's also famous for dating children. So he's like, who wants a popsicle? 
When Leonardo DiCaprio walks into a club, it plays the ice cream truck song. Savage. The kids just come running up for Flintstones push pops. That's what he calls his dick. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's insane. Like, when he comes to town, everybody comes out. And I forgot, Will Ferrell is a part owner, so is Magic Johnson. Can we talk about some of just the greatest branding of all time? Just how about the Hanna-Barbera getting Flintstones on Push Pop ice creams and vitamins? I mean, the Flintstones have come and gone. Underrated, but but you're but you're still like you're still the you're still the for, the world's leader in vitamins. Like Joe Rogan pushed vitamins all he wants on his show. You'll never top Flintstones vitamins. Is Flintstones still the thing for kids? It's got to be. It's got to be. I don't know though. There's so much shit for kids now, man. There's so much shit. I, I'm about to find out. You know, yeah. with my daughter. Well, listen, Andy. I'm just saying, if you go into the your 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 wife, your wife, your baby mama, your girlfriend, your fiance, whatever she is, she's a pharmacist. Don't let her get you know. Don't let her start throwing like real ass vitamins out there, and definitely don't get into the Paw Patrol vitamins or something like that. Like Flintstones, man. That's how you get kids to eat vitamins. Those things taste like candy. I was like, I love vitamins. I think all the vitamins. There was no nutritional health with those things. No. None. We just had to teach kids. Eat your vitamins. Okay. I bet Leo has a giant container in his jacket. Oh yeah. Passing out to all those thirteen-year-olds. He's probably he's probably just got like a huge bowl right by the door of his apartment. So when the children leave in the morning, he's like, "Make sure you grab some vitamins." It's in his rider contract. Every time he's on <laughs> yeah. set, that he has to have a bowl of Flintstone <laughs> vitamins. Derek Jeter used to give girls signed baseballs. Leonardo's just giving them a handful of Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> we had a rough night last night, and I know you're on your way to do a bikini shoot, so make sure you take your vitamins. He doesn't have any kids, does he? No. I find that interesting. Like He's just like, I'm not going to have kids. Right? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like, like at some point he'd be like, oh, I'm going to have some kids. Well, it could be like Clooney, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's 10, 15 years away from just settling down with a nice young lady. And I guess I didn't know. I thought he was older. He's only 48. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, should we get to some calls, Joe? Sure. We got some calls from the dirt balls. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. Give us a ring. First call is about women's volleyball. Oh, boy. What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's Solzy in Cincinnati. I'm calling to see if you guys saw the thing about uh, 92,000 people at a, uh, woman, a women's volleyball game in Nebraska. They sold out the entire football stadium. I, now, I'm from Ohio, right? Like, I know the Midwest is boring. But is there, like, there's nothing else to do in Nebraska besides go see women's, women's college basketball or volleyball. Now, now, my thing is, if you see where some of those people had to sit to go watch that game, they're literally, like, I don't know, they're probably 3,000 feet above the entire volleyball uh, 
court. Like you, can't, there's no way they could see anything. And let's be real, we all know why you even watch women's volleyball in the first place. It has hardly really nothing to do with volleyball itself. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Stay dirty, boys. Okay, so I'm gonna show you. If you didn't, did you see it? I saw some pictures. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just play the video real quick without audio. Like, this was the match. It was Nebraska. I think they were playing Omaha, so they kept it all in the state of Nebraska locally. And it's their football stadium. I think, yeah, it was like 92 something thousand. It was the largest women's attended volleyball game ever. It broke oh. some. <laughs> No shit. Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it broke some some national team, I think, record, something in Spain. But uh, let me fast forward. I actually disagree. I think it's badass, man. But let me ask you something. How did this even happen? Is this is this the is this are there like two TikTokers on the team or some shit like that? Like there's a couple hotties who have like NIL deals or something like. Are there people I don't know about? Like, are there? I don't twin, know. Is this the team that's got like twins who dance or some shit like no, that? I don't think so. Now they're awesome. Like, like their team has been consistently a powerhouse. I know that much. I, I so I saw something else um, on it and I'll pull that up right now. So like they have made, let's see here. Where is that? They've made, they've made a lot of money women's volleyball for Nebraska. So here it is. So last year, the women's volleyball was second in ticket revenue to UConn women's basketball. So if you looked at it, I'm oh, sorry, this is 2021-2022. If you look at the top five women's sports teams ticket sales of all women's college sports, Nebraska women's volleyball was number two right behind UConn women's basketball. There's no other volleyball on there. So like, it's a big deal, I guess, in Nebraska. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the caller. Yeah, it's a big deal in Nebraska. Like it's cool. I mean, I think what happens in in these situations, especially on college campuses, is like people just go to go. Like, oh, we're all going to the game. You're going to the thing. This is like the thing we're doing today. Everybody's probably pre gaming and partying, and it's just like an event. It's just like anything else, you know. It's like we're going to blah blah blah. We're going to the sure. Greek week thing we're going to like think about how many think about being in college think about how many like reggae bands you went and saw that were like barely able to play their instruments you're like we're all going to the outdoor reggae fest and you're like it's just a bunch of white college kids playing reggae and you're just like it's just like a thing to do and everybody like rallies around the thing to do it but you know there's obviously a thing here when you're talking about women's volleyball like People aren't volleyball fans, right? So it's obviously a thing there's, and I'm not telling anybody to do this, but I'm sure it's like a young girls in shorts kind of thing. Like, I bet you that's why a lot of dude bros go to this thing, you For know, sure. um, but it's not happening in Florida or at Miami or at Georgia or whatever, where it's like maybe the talent, not on the court, but you know what I mean? is a little bit higher. So I'm assuming that this is happening because of a combo of all those things. And the fact that it's fucking Nebraska, like those people aren't like, well, we could go to a great concert down downtown. Cause they're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, look, I, I think they have a track record. It was either that or sitting in the parking lot of Chick-fil-A and discussing what's, which sauces are overrated or underrated. That was like the Saturday night options for the kids. 
but I know those kids weren't choosing between going to that game and seeing Lionel Messi play. You know what I mean? I know Larry, the cable guy. Yeah. Did also sells out stadiums there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he did a show at one point, like literally at the football stadium. Not only that, but I'm, I'm assuming that he was involved in this whole event. You know what he's like? You know what I mean? Get her done. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're 2023 Nebraska Lady Husker Volleyball Team. Get her done. The whole crowd goes wild. <laughs> if you're here in a football stadium watching teenage girls play volleyball, you might be a redneck. Woo! And they're like, that's not even your catchphrase. He's like, I'm using them all today. Oh, my God. I think it's kind of cool, though. I, I don't know. To me, it'd be kind of fun to be at that event, right? You don't have to be a cable guy to be here tonight. You could be Larry, the national TV guy, because this is a big deal. Get her done. <laughs> this, is a, this is a serious event. I almost, almost thought about wearing sleeves. Get her done. I kind of want to do a uh, character, Larry, the streaming television guy. (laughs) (laughs) Log me in. You see what's going on with with Spectrum right now? No. You haven't seen this? They're what? They're like ESPN's off Spectrum or some shit like that, right? Dude, so Spectrum is in a lot of major markets like LA. It's here too. So. It's it's not your your normal contract dispute. We don't want to pay more. And they say this might be a forever thing. Basically, Spectrum is trying to negotiate like deals with Disney and say, we'll pay you need to offer some of your Disney Plus in return. Like they're trying to get in kind of with the streaming. Like that's part of the negotiation and Disney saying no. And so like all these people that like think about football, college ball started last week, NFL's this week. If you have Spectrum, you don't have ESPN. You don't have ESPN too. You don't have SEC network. Like you're gonna be able to watch Monday Night Football. And they're saying there's no end in sight to this negotiation. It'll affect 15 million Americans. That's crazy. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to your guy. Yeah, because it's all part of the streaming TV guy. It's all part of the streaming war. Yeah. So we have a follow-up call about Bishop Sycamore, something we might have missed. Okay. Or something. Or I shouldn't say that. Something we didn't talk about enough, according to them. Hey, Jersey Sports. Uh quick detail that should get more attention from the Bishop Sycamore thing is that not only did Roy run over those geese, he put it his car in reverse. Ran over them again, put it back in drive, and ran over them a third time. And then unrolled his windows and told the players, that's what blood smells like. And then drove off. So that's it. You don't have to play this. But I feel like that you guys should have mentioned that. Because telling them, that's what blood smells like. You need to know the smell of blood if you're going to play on my team. is fucking insane. Dude, Roy Johnson is like 
That's what I mean. That's a great example. I was tr- I was trying to say that last episode. Like everybody's like, he's a sociopath. I was like, that's offensive to sociopath. He is a psychotic person. He's like Roy Johnson is like if Deion Sanders. And then he was doing like moose goose jokes in the interview about it. <laughs> he didn't even think it was like fucked up. No, he's like if Dion, he's like the poorest poor man's version of Deion Sanders. Yeah. With his hype speeches, yeah. with his athletic ability, with his pedigree. Like, you yeah, know, Dion's in the locker room being like, we ain't coming. And the whole team's like, we are here. And Roy Johnson's holding up dead geese. <laughs> and being like, this is what blood smells like. And they're like, um, bro, I like, I just want to eat. <laughs> hey, coach. Uh... They're, they're turning to each other like, coach is holding the dead pheasant. Like, I'm I'm starting to think we shouldn't have taken out PPP loans to, for this. <laughs> well, one of the kids is probably like, can we cook that? I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been eating in days, man. Three one zero three five nine eight three six five. Give us a ring. Chime in. Next episode, we'll do a preview. Twenty twenty three NFL season. That's right. Big, big one next episode. Yeah. And. Another big one is the 1,000th episode in New Orleans. A lot of dirt balls are DMing me. Love it. Andy, you and I will have to talk after the show on how to get get everybody on the same message because it's time. It's time to figure out where we're sitting for the game. It's time to figure out everybody that's going to be at these shows. If you have not already DM'd us, if you have not already bought tickets, Comedy House, New Orleans, live podcast, on the Saturday, the 16th live shows. After that, we're going to do a 4 PM podcast. We're going to do a 7 PM show and a 9 PM show. If you go to their website right now, you can get comedy show tickets and live podcast tickets. Two for one, two for $30. Um, Get on there, get your tickets, send us a message. You got your tickets. You're going to be there. Where are you going? Where we're where we're meeting, I've got a lot of things uh, that you know we should all do while we're in New Orleans. I love that town, and I can't wait to go. Can't wait to see Danny Dimes and the Giants play in the, in the uh, Superdome the next day. It's gonna be fantastic. So get your tickets now and uh, let us know if you're going because we got a lot of coordinating to do. Uh, on the on the live show tip, Andy, it, it almost felt like it was meant to be. I found out I was going to be performing at the Comedy Key West in Key West in early October. And just minutes later, basically found out that Jimmy Buffett had passed. If you're in uh, South Florida, if you're in Key West or anywhere in the Keys or down in Miami, come down to see me in Comedy Key West first weekend in October. It's going to be the Wednesday through Saturday. I'm definitely going to have to go pour a couple out at the Margaritaville the original location in Key West there for my man, JB. Um, I'll be in Alaska in November. I'll be in New York right before the, uh, for the Key West trip end of September, early October, um, Alaska, November, end of October, Vegas for giants at Raiders. Uh, I'll be at Brad Garrett's comedy club at the MGM signature. And then of course, like we said, December in new Orleans, all those and more, 
on my website, JoePrano.com, or on my Instagram, at JoePrano. I've got a link tree with all my dates in the bio. And um, Andy, follow everybody should follow us on all our social media, not just you and me separately, but also together, clips of the dirty sports going up regularly on our socials. Follow us on all the socials, guys. Yeah, we're adding clips every day, so check that out. And next episode, we'll have to talk about the fact that Julio Urias of the Dodgers was just arrested for domestic violence, a second domestic violence accusation in his career. Yeah, I remember the first. That's right. I can't wait for a Julio Urias, Marcel Ozuna head-to-head battle in the NLCS. It'll be like Mike Trout versus Shoei Otani in the World Baseball Classic. Instead of being goats, they were both just the goats of beating women. If you're yeah, a well, Dodger fan or a Braves fan, just know you trash. Yeah, well, we'll save that for next episode. All right, guys, that's our show. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. We'll be back on Thursday for our NFL preview. Have a great week, and as always, stay dirty. <laughs>